does anyone want to do an intro? Those are things that you're supposed to do in order to brand your podcast effectively. Yeah, do it for you. Introduce us. Introduce us, Game Boys. That's right. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. Eastern, and you're joining the House of Decline. House of Soundboard, soundboard, soundboard. Chris Monica Airhorn. Chris Monica Airhorn. Thank you. How do you even get a soundboard and doing everything through Zoom? How does Stav do it? I don't know. I should message Chris because my friend Chris Monica uh, was 20 minutes late to an RPG we played in Discord because he was figuring out how to integrate his soundboard into it. So as soon as he logged in, it immediately was just air horns for like 10 minutes. Oh, man. Um, but I guess he figured it out because he uh, really ruined everyone's ears for a little while. Oh, God. The voice you're hearing is, of course, Lux, uh, one half of the Game Boys. The other is, of course, uh, Griffin, or Griff, hey, as, he, as he prefers to be, Young Griff, sure. as he prefers to be called. <laughs> young Griff, the secret heir to the Targaryen throne. Just right, kidding, yeah, it's yeah. a twist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Spo- Spoilers for Dance of Dragons, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, and they, they are uh, part of the Game Boys podcast. They are also multi-hyphenates in their own right. So check out their various projects. Uh, we will link to their uh, various social medias and plugs in the descripts. Thank so, uh, Game Boys, what have you been, uh, what have you been thinking about? Um, well, okay, we can, did you want to talk? We could talk about it. Griffin, yeah. Griffin and I accidentally got ourselves uh, pro- probationarily canceled. Um, I will say this. We're making jokes about it. We did kind of fuck up. I just don't think we fucked up as badly as it feels like people think we did. Yeah, no. I mean, I I, 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 I agree. I agree. Um, I think that's all I'm supposed to say, right? Yeah, I'll break down the story because I feel like people are madder at you than they are at me because no one's contacted <laughs> me about it. Um, no, one, no one knows who you are somehow. Yeah, totally. Um, so basically, we did this bit where... We were joking about could Louis C.K. get uncanceled if he started killing cops for $100 a cop. Um, what we should have done, the crickets point of the bit. From, crickets from the host. <laughs> what the point of the bit. Where the host, did the bit go wrong? Because what, the, was, what it was supposed to be was sort of like comedian activism is like performative and silly. And so well, yeah. L.A. comics would be like, what do I do? We're supposed here's, to hate Louis C.K. and the cops. Here's where it actually came from, because I re-listened to the larger clip, because I was like, where did this joke come from? And what happened was we were talking about Ice Cube's tweets. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is uh, Ice Cube had done a lot of fuck the system, fuck the police tweets, and then all of a sudden started doing anti-Semitic tweets. Yeah. Uh, Lux is Jewish, and Lux made the observation, man, you're going to have to like – you know it's like it's like it's tough when like people who do bad things say fuck the police so then i was like oh people who do bad things what if fucking louis ck did it um and i think the part where we fucked up on was like maybe we should have done maybe we should have role played as like the like the world reacting to louis trying to do that and right i think that was the that was the missing beat was us being like some someone being like we love that you killed all these policemen, Louie. We really do. We appreciate it. But 
you're still in big trouble because what you did yeah. was unforgivably wrong. Oh, you're, you're still canceled. You're still shackled. Yeah, right. I will, no, uh, let I, me just say, mm-hmm. the lion's share of boomers I have talked to have not canceled Louis C.K., which is, and they're the yeah. ones still paying for Louis C.K. tickets. Right, yeah, but they'll, they, never, they'll never pay for my tickets, so I care not for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Louis C.K. is only half canceled. He's in this nebulous realm, which is no, what I'm saying. I, mean, I was I'll, talking to you I'll, earlier. I'll fully cancel Louis C.K. That was the no, point. No, well, that was the I'll point fully that... cancel Louis C.K. Yeah. But in terms of like actual, mm-hmm. does he still have Audience. a career? Yes, he can still mm-hmm. make money off of his fucking Right, uh, because tour. if you look at it, all these guys that do get canceled, like what is really canceled? Because a lot of them start doing shows like three months later. Um, and like, it's not like they get to go to this, most of the same comedy clubs they were at before. And like, it seems like cer- certain sectors of the comedy world just move on from it because they don't really care about the issue. Yeah, I mean, cancel, what canceled really means is like relegated to the boomer zone. Like yeah, you've, been ta- <laughs> you've, you've been sent to the boomer zone in right, prison like, for a thousand years. Right, because like Uncle Uncle Tom, oh, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do that one. Uncle Terrence, <laughs> um, like isn't gonna give a shit because he's a fucked up 55 year old man who owns a gun and like reads Maxim for the jack off pictures. Like he doesn't give a shit about Lucy. So like, yeah, he's canceled, like, me and, and everyone I know and, and our buds. Like, we're all going to be, like, fuck Lucy K. We're not going to be any more money. But, like, weird rich uncles who own boats and shirts that say, like, living my best life, looking at my hot wife. Like, they're fine. Like, they're still going to do it. Um, so it's, it's a weird dynamic. What, like, the cancel culture as a whole, like, how it works is, like, yeah. a very confusing thing to me. But, it, but that's its just own. to be clear, just mm-hmm. to put it in the clear, right. just to be clear. you're not I wanna be suggesting. Clear. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. You're not suggesting that Louis C.K. can tie for his uh, sexual assaults by murdering police. You're saying that's not true. No, he can't do that. Okay, he, yeah. he cannot be. I'm he saying can, was, he cannot make up for it, but it would be good if he killed the police. I'm saying it'd be hilarious if he tried to do that. I'm not saying that that would work. Yeah, right. Like, right that's the, the difference, right? Yeah, it's like, and that's what we didn't get across, really. Yeah, yes. I, I guess I guess we just assumed that people would just assume that that idea is crazy, and why would why would anyone wake up and think that as a real thought? Um, this but, has been bit autopsy. Yeah, House of what, what everyone loves to but, hear is two comedy guys breaking down why their bit went wrong. But, but um, think, that's the yeah. best audio in the world. But I think I think number one, it was a confluence of events. It was it was the we recorded it, and then hours later, Chris D'Elia was canceled. Um, oh, and uh, we talk about the groomers. We, as, we as, as, absolutely because because it's like me and Lex are on multiple episodes, like very clearly. I mean, we're very clearly left wing people. We believe in all these issues. We're also uh, dumb, hold on, hold dumb on. goosters. I'm receiving. I'm receiving intel. You're receiving uh, Chris D'Elia intel? Uh, yeah, I'm receiving new new, new Chris oh. D'Elia. What did he do exactly? He was just Drake doing Drake shit to 16-year-old girls? Did he actually, was there full... Yeah, when can we get Drake? Um, I mean, <laughs> it looked like we got Drake and everyone was like, I really love started at the bottom. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. no, fuck Drake. Cancel Drake for sure. But um, no, it's uh, the, 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 the as a, as the, fr- the homie Tim Faust referred to him, Chris D'Aphebophilia. Yeah. Um... Uh, his deal is that he solicited nudes and like consistently hit up underage girls whenever he would be touring. It's unclear if he like actually did sex with anyone. So we're talking about some Franco shit or for some, some gamer shit, some pro Jared shit. He was doing some pro Jared. The thing is though, (laughs) it's not a good time. Well, it actually, no, what I mean is it's a great time to be canceled right now when you can't get gigs anyway. 
So yeah. <laughs> if you had to do it. I mean, this is really going to work out. I, uh, Griffin. I, I, thought, I thought this guy was not funny from the beginning. So me? Right, well, that's the no. That's the joy with the Chris Daly. The Chris Daly shit is Chris, Chris like. Kidding, I'm kidding. I know what you meant. That's the joy uh, with the Chris Daly shit is that no one has to be like, oh, all of that great work that I'll never listen to again. It's yeah. like, oh, I guess I can't watch Undateable. Like, oh no. I'll, yeah, um, I have to find a new guy that looks like an eagle. I feel like that's the number one thing about him. Yeah. Oh my god, I would like. You know how why Louis C.K. was so disappointing to a certain type of beardo like me was because, you know, uh, he was very influential in his rhetoric and to some degree, an, an, impressionable per an impressionable person could build a moral universe around his comedy. And I just, I like the idea of some barstool guy building a moral universe around Chris Delia's comedy. Mm -hmm. Man, when it turned out that Delia was a creep, he shattered my whole existence, bro. <laughs> And like, what does it even mean? What does it even mean if the guy who articulated a bunch of retard jokes I thought also <laughs> solicit notes from hot young ladies? Well, I, th I thought he just hated drunk girls for no reason. I thought he innocently, innocently hated when women drank alcohol. Yeah, like a cool guy. Griffin, what was the intel you just got? Because you looked like uh, it looked like it was either bad or dumb. Oh uh, no, no, I'm just it's it's both. It's both. Um but yeah, we got uh we're gonna have some people on the podcast next week, maybe. That's the that's annoying thing too though, is like I see kind of outside I see a lot of people performatively booking, as in like like kind of like virtue signaling with like who they're booking. Um and like we do need to get a lot more like black guests on our shows and stuff like that, but I feel like we need to do it in a way where we treat them just like a normal guest, like every other guest, not like this is like the POC episode or like this is the episode with a girl on it. Also, like, it does speak this to is like, the word for word recitation of Nanette. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is. Well, the, hey, the, I'm on I'm on Nanette season two. You guys seen the new special? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Okay. Not yet. Oh, oh. Strap in. Did you say you say not yet? Kind of like uh, Nanette. Kind of so, just like hedging. The, one of the things that the problem, out. the problem with doing the show the way we do the show, and like this probably we could probably do better at this, but also it's like sort of mm -hmm. central thing is that like we mostly book from like the comedy community in LA, which shock it'll shock you to know a lot of the people who pay to work to do stuff at theaters, and thusly who we know, uh, lot of white dudes. <laughs> no, no, like it's not a mega diverse crowd. Um, and we can definitely do better at seeking people out. There's no doubt about it. Um, because you can always do better at that shit. But, like, it does speak to, like, the nature of the beast, right? That just, like, the people in that world have – there's a typography, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and so, we have like, had only white guests so far. Yeah, well, even Canada. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, Dave white is Italian. Dave would heavily identify as Italian. Or Jewish. So that's, I don't know. It's <laughs> not white. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not white. I'm Jewish, and so that's like a cool fact. There you go. No, Dave uh, is 100% only Italian. Um, <laughs> um, Have you ever noticed this about other Jewish people? It's something that I've noticed in myself. This almost conflict certainly. in me uh, where I so desperately want to be not white but still take advantage of the white privilege that we got after World War II. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's this discussion of like, some people are like, Jews aren't white. Some people are like, Jews are white. The actual answer is that, like, Jews are 
broadly speaking, white, aside from Jews of color, obviously, um, on like a highly probationary basis. Like, we just all are aware that like, when they start pulling back, like when they start narrowing the borders of who gets to be treated like white people, yes. we're like the first ones who are going to get the boot. It's Armenians before us and then us. Yeah. Armenians only recently got in because of the Kardashians. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, we're going to be like, that's that, and that's the dynamic, right? It's like, look, we, we do get a lot of white privilege, especially because like you look at me, well, okay, I'm a bad example because they don't get much more Jewish looking than this, but like, mm. You look at the majority of Jewish people, um, and you can't a hundred percent off the top be like Jewish, right? Like <laughs> you can't, you can't like eyeball that. Like that's like a you, you have to learn that about someone. So for in a lot of contexts, when people are like, "Oh, I feel safe around this guy because they're white and I'm racist," right? Like mm-hmm. we we get that, but we don't. But like, there's it wasn't that long ago that we didn't that we did not get that, and it is fresh in everyone's memory. And also like, there's a lot of discourse that exists in the world. That reminds us that, like, yeah. it can go away at any time. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Ice Cube but, blaming us, uh, saying that the devil lives yeah. in a cube and that the cube is Jewish. Hey, <laughs> what, uh, is the, what is this black cube of Satan? Like, well, I, I hear, I'm with him on the cube part. I'm not with him when he fuses the cube. When he puts the cube in the star, that's yeah, where it goes wrong. Griffin, I think you know the most about the cube of everyone. So could, okay, do you, what so, do you know about this cube? Pr- Professor Griff, speaking of anti-Semitism and hip-hop, uh, <laughs> uh, Professor Griff, uh, can you please lead us through uh, Ice Cubanon? Yeah, well, I can Cubanon. Yeah, wow, that's, that's my new Twitter handle. Um, yeah, like, uh, well, the 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 cube is is sort of like the it's like a kind of like a fortress of uh, it's a fortress of darkness. I guess Satan resides with within it, um, but it, it it's kind of like um, I would I would compare it to the All Spark in Transformers, um, where you know the All Spark is the cube that that gives life. Well, it gives life to. The same cube gives life to like you know demons and Satan stuff, bad stuff. You know, it's the evil all spark. And uh, okay, I think, from I think whence, the cube is fine. Okay, the cube. From whence does this cube come from? Oh, I, what, I have no idea like what origin the Satan cube comes from actually. Um, but I am, I am <laughs> curious. Okay. Wait, what are you referring to? Is this in reference to Ice Cube's anti-Semitic tweets? I've lost the, I've yeah. lost no, the so thread. That's, yeah. that's what, Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I'll break it down. So basically, he was like, fuck the cops, fuck the system. The system is Satan. Uh, the system is Satan's cube. That's all good. That all, that all fits. That tracks. And then he's like, but also, that Satan cube is, is in the Jewish star. And I was like, that's, that's, where, I, that's where it doesn't. That's where you well, lost me. I, I actually think this is a super interesting topic because I think there has always been this back and forth of uh, Jewish people and black people in the hip hop community. Uh, the drama in the entire Straight Out of Compton movie was based off of Jerry Heller versus NWA, and which was directly about you know exchanging uh, you know blows from this. It, it's weird. You're in a stratified position because as a Jew, you're you're told from the beginning at Passover we were slaves, so we're like black people in a way. So mm. you you have this weird kinship or implicit understanding, uh, but then you also get the white privilege on top of that. So you don't actually. So there's this sort of push and pull. And you see this relationship of exploitation 
with uh, Jews and black people in the community. It's sort of what, uh, in the hip hop community, it's what Uncut Gems is, was supposed to be more about because they had originally cast Amari Stoudemire, who was a black Jew, and it starts off with Beta Israelites and, and all that stuff. But I think that is like a very deep topic in the history of, um, Hip hop. I think, where there, but I think he's getting it wrong because if they're both if they're both groups that have been oppressed, then they should band together, not not attack each other, right? I don't know. Absolutely, I'm but not a I mean, guy. it's the same with uh, like <laughs> NOI or Black Israelites too. They don't like Jews either because they see mm -hmm. them as where it's funny where the like the right wing conspiracists see Jews as the uh, tool of minorities, and Jews want to do miscegenation for some reason, like the. NOI guys or the uh, black Israelites see Jews as in league with white people and trying to destroy black people because like that's what's great about the Jews is sort of they're sort of this force that can be seen as representing all evils in the world uh, because they have a lot of power culturally. Maybe. Yeah, it's all because I forget which fucking pope did it, but there was that one pope who was like. Christians can't lend money, only Jews. And everyone was yep. like, I guess we got to borrow money from Jews. And then they were like, wait, they want us to pay them back? And then right. they got all mad about it. Also, we guess we did usury, which is like a normal usury. thing. Yeah, I don't know. It was It's a it's a weird spiral. Okay, so I, go I, I looked up this cube, and the first Google reaction I got, the Google result I got was from AlienNationCorporation.com. Um an article titled read this before they remove it the saturn and the cube mm. um and i read it and i don't know any uh, any more about anything than i did when i started uh well, uh, well i think a part of it's egyptian right that the the cube is this hotep stuff i think it's like tied to right but who mm -hmm. knows man i have no idea all i can all we can say is that like ice cube tweeted a bunch of cool shit started tweeting hotep shit and then transitioned to anti-semitic shit and it was a very confusing day for me mm-hmm I think I accept a certain measure of, I think it's okay for rappers to be a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> that is my hot thing. <laughs> that yeah. is what I think. I think because of the historical exploitation, because of the Rick Rubens of the industry, I think it is okay. <laughs> I yeah, think I mean, fair point, Jay-Z. Uh, you remember that controversy in the story of OJ where Jay-Z says, you know how Jews got all the property in America, which is, you know, a classic uh, uh, anti-Semitic canard, and he got a little flack for that. But then he was like, no, I love the Jews. I want to take lessons from them because they were an oppressed minority that managed to use capitalism to their advantage, which is Jay-Z's whole thesis is like, use capitalism to solve racism. What I find interesting about the Ice Cube stuff is that it seems to come from like kind of a confused place when it comes to this, like the spirituality or the supernatural elements that he's referring to. And I, that's what I don't understand. It's like how, what, like when he says Satan, is he referring like Satan as opposed to a Christian God or like what, I don't what know, realm like, it, are we in? I feel you know? like... I, it just feels like Satan is just so much more real to think about than God. Like, because yeah. our lives are so hellish that I don't know. It's just like, right. yeah, I mean, it's like that, that shirt Rory way more real than God. <laughs> that shirt Rory made with the cat snake that says, uh, hell is real. Heaven is fake. Yeah. Like that's like, that just seems true to me. It just mm. seems, it seems more likely. 
Yeah. Oh, man, so there's only <laughs> Satan. I'm just. See, that's the bullshit <laughs> of. No, that's Christianity, notes. though. Because in Jewish, God is the cause of all suffering. That's what all the Old Testament is about. Interesting. Mm, I'm not feeling too good about you today. Kill your son. <laughs> it mm. is true. God is sort of like a capricious psycho in the Old in the Old Testament. Yeah, which but feels, that's great. Which feels that's a much more... better explanation for the universe. Yeah, it he's feels messy. Much more... It feels much more real because it feels like Lovecraftian almost, where it's just mm -hmm. like, you cannot understand the whims of a monster so powerful he could blink your planet out of existence. And it's like, no, we can't. That's mm -hmm. why when he's like, kill your son for me, everyone's like, you got it, dude. Like, absolutely. Oh. You got to do it, man. Come on. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and it's so spooky that he made us in his own image, which means that he could be anyone. This just all powerful thing that could destroy everything all at once in the form of you. Whoa. And he looks exactly like you. I just uh, had like the plot for a hack sci-fi novel just shot into my head. Nice. Check Chris this Delia of sci-fi novels. Sorry. Yeah, no, fair. <laughs> Check this out. Ready? Imagine a book about people they make robots to do things and of course they make robots look exactly like them because that's what always happens and then one of the robots invents so time travel the robots yeah. and goes back to the beginning and starts the universe and that's god and then it's an endless cycle in which the robot makes humans that look like the robot and then the ro humans make robots that look like them, and then Griffin shoots himself in the <laughs> fucking Is anyone head. still here? There yeah. No, so an endless causality loop of why do we look like this? Why do we have why do we have uh, penises and not mm -hmm. big anemones? I told you imagination. Was, yeah, I yeah. told you it was a hack idea. I premised this. That uh, is very similar to an Isaac Asimov one, which is yeah. the, the last question. Uh, That's the ultimate what it reminds hack. me of. <laughs> Isaac Hackamov. Uh, uh, but, okay. uh, wait, robot. give me your hot take on Isaac Asimov. I'm no, interested. he's actually very good. <laughs> Isaac Asimov is great. <laughs> I was just making a joke. Um, okay, here's can I change the subject for a second to get something that's going to yeah. spark Griffin's joy and should spark everyone's joy? Okay. Word. Fucking Pokemon Snap 2, you guys. Coming to the yeah. Switch. It's happening. Huge shit. Yeah, you're right. This, this day did start good. I forgot that. Yeah, there's big positive news happening. I, which I is, rolled out of bed with a text from Lux saying, Pokemon Snap, they did it. Wow, it looks beautiful. I'm Waylord looking nice and thick. <laughs> yeah, Waylord looking thick for sure. Um, it just like, it's it's been so long. And everyone's yeah. been, every time a new Nintendo console comes out, yeah. every human being on Earth is like, it's time for them to remake Snap. Mm -hmm. it, the time I has come. Snap. I think it's good. Uh, do you think that a lot of people gained an interest in zoology because of Pokemon Snap? Um, interesting. Because I do, I do think I have this one, this one weird friend on Facebook that is very uh, into uh, zoology as well as Pokemon mm -hmm. and archaeology and sort of like they have a. Uh, interest where it's like they, they love talking about taxonomy and Latin names, but it also dovetails into this deep abiding love of Pokemon as well. And mm -hmm. I wonder um, if sort of the gentler approach of Pokemon Snap, where you're just a nature photographer as opposed to a cockfighter, is the reason <laughs> why this may have happened. Well, well, yeah, I played a lot of uh, played a lot of Halo growing up, which is why I'm so fucking jacked and wearing a helmet. That's why, nice. That's why you're Master Chef. That's why I'm Master Chef. I mean, listen, with like the 
Pokemon Snap for me, and I think why it really it is one of the most popular side Pokemon games is because it shows you a world in which you're not maiming and torturing animals. You're just letting them fucking roam free. Like they have their own civilizations and like they're just they're just vibing. Like you never get to see Pokemon just vibe. Like they're always like scared animals like attacking you in the fucking grass or you know um or you're fighting them head to head in in houses um but like this game they're just like what they're riding each other around they're just sitting down hanging out it's great the other important thing that pokemon snap teaches you is that there is objective criteria for what makes good art yes yeah <laughs> 100%. totally that so there is yeah. an evaluative mechanism for photography Exactly. Yes. God, I wish Professor Oak could just fucking just tear up people on Instagram. Just be like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> that would actually be a very funny. That would be a very funny Instagram account to make. There's Professor Oak reviews. Just one authority you, on you, your you pictures. You just take everyone's already uploaded Instagram and you just Photoshop Professor Oak on top of it to the side, just being like, mm, not so good, a little yeah. off. And they go word by word, like, yeah, subjects off center, a little blurry, so, <laughs> some B minus. There you go. You got a you got a bit for whatever YouTube imprint you Griffin, got going if, on. Griffin, if we can if we can make it through today without going to a podcast or jail, we should create a viral Instagram account where we do that yeah i think so mm-hmm. um but yeah, come po- back i mean dude like pokemon snap i mean like i had i had the i had the pikachu n64 you guys remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah the pikachu on it and had the pokemon snap in there i mean it was just it was beautiful it was a beautiful time to be alive um and yeah i mean it just goes to show like nintendo just never has to like reinvent the wheel they can just keep making the same four franchises for the next 15 years and we're all gonna fucking love it okay yeah. steven steven i know you are not a pokemon fan well are, are you not a pokemon fan do you I have was, any love or yen of pokemon i was originally and when you was eight years old yeah when i was eight i had a game boy pocket and everyone <laughs> fucking played pokemon and it was awesome and we found out about the rare candy cheat and uh you know made life history. was good it, it was there, like it was a more history. intimate pokemon <laughs> when that happened i mean it was like a communal experience that was really cool because we were all playing game boys in on like during when we had recess so yeah i was a fan of pokemon on game boy i had some cards but i had to give them away at some point um why have you lost interest with pokemon when we man children <laughs> have maintained our love. Dude, I have 77 games in Steam. I just have been playing other <laughs> shit, okay? <laughs> but mean, none yeah. of them Pokemon! Yeah, none yeah. of them are Pokemon, I'm sorry. Not a, not a single dogfighting simulator <laughs> to be found. And you know what? That's something you might need to examine. Um, More of a Digimon kind of guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you play, you play Cyber I, Sleuth? I <laughs> Cyber Sleuth, that's a good... Digimon Cyber Sleuth, that's a good game. <laughs> that's a solid Actually, JRPG. The original Digimon World games for the original Digimon World for PlayStation is a weird, maddening, but fascinating game, which is like I would recommend it just based off of its weirdness alone and in terms of its game mechanics. All of the Digimon games are very strange, but some of them are strange in really fun, cool ways like Cyber Sleuth or Digimon World or even the weird fighting, like even the weird like Super Smash Bros. but Digimon one. Mm-hmm. like they all have are pretty fun some of them are just like totally unplayable gibberish yeah um but some of them are like legit pretty good um the thing with pokemon snap 
that I love that is like why it's so good to me um is that like so you guys remember avatar right mm-hmm. yeah not and the last great film no not the last airbender not and oh. my best work i mean james cameron's uh experiment in how good can cgi possibly be avatar, uh, one out and, of five. and also uh the feta the one most wonderful fetishization of furries and indigenous people yeah right Together well see this one. is the thing you're getting at sort of the key here which is that the movie is not a good movie mm. but the world is incredible and is so it though it's awesome what are you talking it's like full of crazy animals and it looks cool as shit i guess like, i just forgot i just remember the big tree there's and- like all these little weird little critters and plants and there's like flying horse dogs and like i watched yeah. that at 480 pixels from a streaming website that's like so, true. the only way to watch avatar that's baby literally, you literally you lost the only good quality about avatar yeah, the only like, good what? thing is how real the fake shit looks and that no, goes right out the window at 480 yeah. that so shit funny. looks like ass e- yeah. the production design of avatar sucks it's not it immersive purpose. because it looks too cartoonish no yeah, i love right. how cartoonish it looks it's not immersive and it looks like all green and blue like everything is so green and blue in that movie yeah like, but i don't know I, I fuck with it i like the world i like the quality of the cg and i would i would happily spend a movie's worth of money to sit in a theater for two hours and have like a david attenborough planet earth set on pandora mm-hmm. um like for me that would be way better than avatar the movie and that's I, what, and that's what pokemon snap is and like that's that's the that's why it's great see, is that like it okay. takes this world that at least i think is super fun and cool and would love to see more of just like how it works in the day-to-day and just sticks you right in it and is like enjoy take some pictures just relax like you're on rails in a car you don't have to drive it your only job is to photograph pokemon like playing on surfboards mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would say, but the reason why the world of Pokemon Snap, I would say, is more immersive than the world of Avatar is because Pokemon Snap doesn't have any pretensions to realism. Uh, Because Avatar is saying it is the most immersive thing ever, and it is the most photorealistic CGI, it is creating these, you know, cartoon characters to be nice and fuckable. Uh, because it has these pretensions towards realism, you're constantly evaluating how realistic everything is, where that's not really a problem in Pokemon Snap. At and least that, that's the reason why Avatar breaks immersion for me. Yeah, well, that's my, my issue with Avatar is, like, Avatar would be great if you took out every human-shaped object. <laughs> um, if it was just the weird animals and trees, and there was not, like, a story, and it didn't port, pretend, like... Because the things that make it Uncanny Valley and non-immersive aren't, like, the funny squirrels. It's the like it's like the blue people with like the hair mating technique, um, or whatever. If they did like just a David Attenborough nature documentary about Pandora, that would be an infinitely better movie. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Avatar. That's my that's my thing with with Avatar. So the only reason Pokemon- I'm going to see Avatar two and three is a for the B roll and B because Vin Diesel's in it. It's Vin is Diesel's Pokemon in it. Snap- yeah, Vin Diesel's uh, allegedly cast in Avatars two and three. Okay, I'm in. Wait, so is Pokemon Snap developed by Game Freak, the people who did Sword and Shield? Or it's a different, different company. Howl. Different. It's developed by Howl. No, which that was is the first the one. Oh, this is a different one is developing the new Snip. New company. Okay. Oh. New company. Um, that's why it looks a little shinier, but I guess also because graphics are better now. <laughs> um, I don't think I like Game Freak very much, right? Like Game Freak has been low-key fucking up for years. Yeah. Is that true? Um, I mean, I, I still, I guess I'm sympathetic the latest to Sword Poke- and Shield. Sword and Shield sucked. Yeah, that's what I, I defy no. I loved Sword and Shield. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm more I'm more with Alex on this. I don't think it was my favorite Pokemon, but, and like the plot was, well, the problem with the plot that was so frustrating is how they couldn't think of a good reason for you not to get involved with the main plot throughout yeah. the game. So constantly, so infuriating. constantly it would be like a giant lasers hit the town and there's a Pokemon on the loose, but you don't need to worry about it. You just keep on going and becoming the champion. And you're like, <laughs> I've got three level sixty dudes. I bet yeah. I could help. And they're like, No, 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 get to that water gym. And it's like, yeah. Well, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, you have to I get to the like, gym that's the funny thing about pokemon is unique amongst rpgs where the story doesn't fucking matter at all and it doesn't really enhance the game pokemon black and white despite having the best story objectively out of any pokemon where it actually you know has a theme and asks a moral question and resolves it uh that no other pokemon really does um it's the worst game a lot of people would say just because it has boring mechanics and it's especially grindy and dense with like the uh, obstructive bullshit. What I really liked about fucking Sword and Shield was how fucking easy it is to level your fucking Pokemon, yeah. which has always, like, to me, been the point of fucking Pokemon. You like to get your guys up. And, yeah, <laughs> it's nice when it's easy. It is nice. Yeah. It's just like the problem with Sword and Shield for me is that like Sun and Moon, Black White Two, etc., are really fun, even though they have like story. Like their stories aren't great, but they're there, whatever. But Sword and Shield story was so aggressive. Like, they didn't have to have people come up to you and tell you that there was a story happening that you weren't allowed to participate in. Like that wasn't <laughs> necessary. You could, there was, every single one of those dialogue changes can be cut from the game would have been exactly the fucking same and just so much yeah. better because it wouldn't be teasing you with like, there's a movie happening, but you're not a part of it. Go do your poke homework. Like, mm-hmm. like that sucks. That's just like an unnecessary taunt. The plot sucks. And honestly, it just, it looks like a fucking, looks like a GameCube game. It looks like a, ps2 game it's just i don't really i don't really care i don't really i don't need it to be monster hunter i don't need yeah i guess i don't need it to be monster hunter but and i don't need the graphics to just like be turned like superficially to 11 but it's not just a graphics thing it's just like like the engine of the game is like could be so much more interesting and like the worlds could be so much more lived in and inhabited like you could be exploring much more interesting looking worlds with like land puzzles like i just the game could the game is like it says it's like oh we're doing the same thing that we always do and we're doing it right and we're not but they don't ever add really anything new to it so it feels stale to me now like why wouldn't you, i just play red and blue again like i don't you know. want to hear my pitch for a pokemon game yeah at, at, in terms on. of just like how to vary it up it takes place in a single city um and the gyms are based on district and it's basically a gta open world style yeah see i fuck with that I also would fuck with the spec get, ops the um, line take. If you get five stars, you have to fly your Charizard into an auto spray and change its color. <laughs> what about yeah, like exactly. the XCOM two, like 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 tactical? Strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, a, like a fire emblem. Like a, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's that permadeath. Would, there's permadeath. You have to like take your Pokemon to school so that they can like slowly level up at horse riding or whatever. Now I'm just, I'm just talking about. Now I'm just literally talking about Fire Emblem. I guess but. I think about the way that, like, look, they took they took like the original Final Fantasy VII game and they made something like new with it that feels spiritually like a successor still. And it's like I don't know. I think Pokemon needs to start taking bigger risks. Yeah, I think everyone is in agreement with that. But that's the thing is, people use Pokemon because it's easy, because it's a grind fest, because it has that easy dopamine hit. People don't really use it for the same purposes as a final fantasy which is primarily about 
getting to know some nice spiky haired boys and uh, sympathize with their emotions. Pokemon is more about grinding. That's what it's pretty much Grind always it. been about. And and as long as it delivers that for people, it just has a stranglehold. It is. You know? yeah, you it is in some ways the opposite of, uh, for instance, The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, as, insofar <laughs> as we understand The Last of Us 2 to be. Right, like it has no aspiration to be Schindler's what? List. It has no interest in being Schindler's List. It's just collect these mons um, and occasionally go into a room and see a Pokemon like heating up an oven and wait for it to be like it's a living. Um, what if the zombies in Last of Us Two Dynamax? Oh no! Is do you think that's what they mean by Schindler's List? There's like a lot of red stuff. I, I hate, dude. I just hate. I hate the Dynamaxing thing, like the making the Pokemon big. It was yeah, so, that was fucking it was stupid. So uh, stupid. Yeah, replacing Mega Evolutions with that was dumb. I was, was oppo- I was opposed to it until I got to the part where you fight the Dragon Trainer and he has a Pokemon who Dynamaxes into a giant building. Yeah, that yeah, was, was pretty cool. actually all. That's it. Gigantamax, and it's super rare. It's so rare that. But once again, that's the grindy nature of it because you have to keep grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding until you get a Gigantamax Pokemon, which is the whole fucking point of Pokemon. Get those little quick dopamine hits every time, constantly, constantly, constantly. So a Pokemon turned into a building? Yeah, it's a Pokemon whose Gigantamax form is just like a huge building (laughs) (laughs) with like eyeballs and tiny feet, and it's incredible. It's like, that's like, half the reason I play those games is for the design shit anyway. Like, if I just get to see like, if I can be really stoned and like listening to like a podcast and playing Pokemon and then just see like 10 things that make me go, Oh, what? <laughs> That's weird. Well, who decided that this was okay? Um, then I'm like, this is a fun experience for me. I'm good. Um, it's easy. Like, the, the expectations are different. I think, um, with Pokemon. Oh, Wait, um, so can we, I, I do want to go talk, I want to talk more about The Last of Us do because I do too. Do you guys like what that is game? A, I haven't, I haven't played, uh, I know you've, I've seen your, you haven't been having some choice opinions on Twitter, Griffin. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen less, I've seen some let's plays of Last of Us and I am aware. Okay, for yeah. sure. Well, um, you're, you're just, I mean, at least you, you don't have to know about the game to know that it's like one of the most popular things like in yeah. games. Right? It's like ah, a, it's, a, if it's a year where big movies are Last coming out. Us. It's like a yeah. big blockbuster movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, you know, there's like that, this is a very like classic gaming discourse thing, but like every year or two, a game comes out that manages like hit graphic story, gameplay, all at a level that hasn't happened before and it becomes the new flagship games equals art thing yeah which the last is, which one is, i remember about is like the god of war right uh, the god the most recent god of oh, war yeah. was definitely the most recent example of I that happening four, yeah yeah um, and I'm, I'm starting to realize that like our greatest video game creators just the, the only thing that they all have to say is like oh being a dad is hard like that's <laughs> that's basically like the only competent story we've gotten in the last god 10 years. of war death stranding original last, last of us last yeah. of us um, yeah well and well, the one the one secret there's two secrets about this one is that the best art video games are all fucking indie games. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the ones that actually get at cool ideas and are like coherent and like artistically mm-hmm. challenging are all fucking like, like $5. Except indies. for Metal Gear Solid 3, which is all right. about why being a mom is hard. Yeah. Well, then the, I was going to say, okay. the other thing is that the other side is that the only other really challenging artistic games are fucking Kojima games. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, we, we lost Locke um, after like he praised Kojima. Uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Sorry, Tetsuya yeah. Nomura games are um, secretly very deep. Um, yes, and I'll fight you to the death, barehanded in the gulag over that one. Yeah, you um, guys... Final Fantasy VII remake actually gives a lot of credence to the fact that Tetsuya Nomura maybe not such a shit scriptwriter after all. Yeah, it, that one rocked. Yeah, um, that but, one's very but, impressive to me. But, but getting back to the Last of Us, me and Lux kind of—I feel like we have two slightly different perspectives on the reviews, right? Yeah, I think we, we do. both agree that some of the reviews are just really dumb um but but Lux, what are the reviews is it is it just plainly effusive just across two types the of reviews and two types of reviews there's there's a type of reviewer because all video game reviewers are really dumb so i would say i would say like 80 percent of them are like 10 out of 10 because it was the saddest game ever i can't look my family in the eyes and i wet myself every morning like it's ruined my life and 10 out of 10 uh, and just like, a, well, that's just a terrible fucking review. And then the other 20% of people are like, they're doing this thing where they're like, this game is very violent. And I think that is bad. Uh, and it's just like, have you played a video game? Like video games are inherently violent. Like imagine reviewing Call of Duty Warzone and, and saying that, like, you know, sh you're going to shoot soldiers. But shoot also The Last of Us, from the brief amount I've played any of the games, it has among the least romanticized violence in any video game. It's always horrible. You always don't want to be in combat. Yeah, and that's that's what they're kind of trying to speak to. They're like, oh, like, I don't want to be with this violence. But I, I just think it's a very specific genre. It reminds me of, like... I think it would if it was a film, not a video game. I think movie critics would like understand it a little bit more because there's like a lot of films that are like kind of confusing, don't really spell out a message, but make you endure like really violent things and like explore and meditate on violence. Um, and I think that because it's a video game, I think people are having a harder time grappling with that. But it's like also yeah. video games are violent, so I'm where just they think it's inherently confused. exploitative. But there are they video games where the violence is more exploitative, or it's contextualized less elegantly, like and, Doom. Or something. I, yeah, Special or Ops, Special Ops: The Line. Get this. The Special Ops: The Line was the was the first one where everyone was like, "Oh, you can use violence to critique violence, right?" Because mm -hmm. um, that game's that game's very smart. My thing with my beef with the with the Last of Us two reviews is that like. I hate, I hate it when games really just want everyone to talk about them like they're movies. And one of the symptoms of this is that games think that it's more important to be intellectually rigorous and intellectually, or to, to project an air of intellectual rigor than it is to be fun. Yeah. Very, very few games can pull that off. There's just not a lot. And I don't know if The Last of Us 2 does it or not. I haven't played the game yet. I have mm -hmm. no idea. Yeah. The um, game that comes to mind as like intellectual rigor plus fun to me just makes me immediately think of Stanley Parable. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a great example. Something yeah. like everything. Everything. But those is games like are very they're not they're not really like conventional games in any respect. But even I even say that the new God of War gets to this. Like it's a smart story, it's thematically mm -hmm. clear, it's making an argument, it's and it's also insanely fun to play. And yeah. the degree to which is fun only undercuts the argument in like one small spot right yeah. bioshock's another great example of this it's a game that's really fun to play and it's also making a point um bioshock and given which, it's a great example of failing witcher, to do this 
Witcher 3 is extremely stupid, on the other hand, and <laughs> makes the point of just being dumb. See, what I like about Witcher 3. awesome. I, I love have, Witcher 3. I have an argument that Witcher 3 is actually much smarter than people give it credit for. Really? I, I don't think, think it's like an intellect okay, trying debate, to be debate. stimulating intellectually, though. They're so definitely I, not trying to be, right? I think it might be, because here's what I think <laughs> it's doing, and then this might just be like, because I have to write like culture critiques all the time, having to like justify the things I do in my head, so this may just be that. But... Mm. I think there's an argument made that Witcher 3 is really critiquing the sort of like you're one superpower dude and you change the whole universe structure of video games. Because throughout the Witcher 3, you know, you can kill the spy master, but then a shitty king takes over. Or you can help the spy master kill the king. Or no, sorry, you can kill the spy master, but then the king stays shitty and things go wrong and the empire wins. Or you can kill the king with the spy master and a new, even worse king takes over. So, like, it's this thing where, like, no matter how fucking awesome at killing monsters you are and how cool and handsome you are and how many witches you fuck in the woods <laughs> and, like, how many fireballs you can make with your Igni sign, you can't yeah. actually <laughs> change the course of history. The course that, of like, politics. Yeah, that, like, history yeah. and politics are happening mm-hmm. in, with so many variable factors that yes. one super cool superhero, even if he has mm-hmm. two swords. Even if he lays the greatest of pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if he is a three-way swordsman, if you really think about it, mm-hmm. Wink, um, like it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like he can't, he can't actually change the structural violence or like the problems of Tamaria and shit, yeah. um, which I think is a cool argument. I also think it's possible I'm projecting a lot of this, <laughs> but I think it's in the text. I think I really do think it's no, in the text. No, it 100% I, is because yeah. it's an RPG that doesn't, cast you as the most important person in the world every other video game is like you are the person that will change this whole world and no one ever says that in the witcher yeah everyone's just like shit's gonna be so f-. like there's so many parts in the witcher where you're like i killed the balrog and they're like great here's a hundred dollars but i guess we're all gonna starve anyway and it's like <laughs> why would you wait what is the argument for the witcher is actually stupid because it's super campy um yeah, and it's like very sex forward a lot of the time. <laughs> it's very sex forward. <laughs> but there's that like there's that fucking sequence with uh what's her name? Kira Metz, who like sends you on all these tasks and it turns out that all the tasks are so she can set up a picnic and try and seduce you in the woods. Yeah. Like it's that, yeah. that and that kind of shit definitely gives credence to that the game is dumb. I think <laughs> it's is, the Witcher 3. It's it's a little smart, but it's for the lads. That's you the know? most fun I've had playing uh, an RPG in a long time. It's funny because that series contains both my favorite RPG stuff, which is The Witcher 3, and my single least favorite thing I've ever done playing a video game, which is Chapter 4 of The Witcher 2, or The Witcher 1, mm. where you have to navigate through a swamp and all the to- every background looks exactly the same and there isn't really a map. And you can't really hand draw it because everything looks the same. And so you just are just kind of randomly moving in directions until eventually you get out. And then the next part's amazing. So it's kind of worth playing through this like infinitely, potentially infinitely long slog of swamp wandering to get to like the cool Camelot Lady in the Lake stuff. But like that middle part just, oh my God, I hate it. I've, I'm not normally a throw my controller kind of guy. Like I don't usually get mad at video games. I usually just like, once I start not having fun, just like go smoke a cigarette or something, like read a book. But oh my god, that game made me so fucking mad. <laughs> the fucking The Witcher, uh, based off of a horny Polish novelist's view of uh, medieval world, had a it had a Game of Thrones like narrative where it does have this meta political analysis of uh, of fantasy tropes. Yeah, it's the books are fine. The books are too horny, obviously. 
But um, I think that's endemic yeah. to fantasy too. Even the fucking Lord of the Rings series has materialist analysis in it, which is very funny to think about. But uh, you know, there are reasons why people get exiled, and there are reasons there there are like uh, political resource based reasons why stuff happens in Lord of right. the Rings. Right. Well, I mean, that's a, that's an easy way to like quickly tell if the fantasy novel you're reading is good or bad. Um, right. As someone who spent the month of May reading Warhammer novels and cranked through 18 of them bad boys, <laughs> um, I can tell you that like, do you could tell like 50, 60 pages into any given Warhammer novel, whether or not it's going to suck ass just based on like, are things the way they are because the author said that's what's happening or are things the way they are because of like specific conditions. Mm-hmm. And if there are specific conditions to why things are going on, usually the books are pretty good. And if it's just like the author's like, and the reason everyone was at war is because there was a big war. Then it's like, okay, this book sucks. Like it's dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, that's like a real thing in fantasy is like good world building. Isn't just like having a super, having a forest where every tree has a name. Like that's yeah. dumb and annoying. A good world it's building about is like knowing. Yeah. The supply chains of potatoes from the Shire to Brie. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> It's like, you know, Dorne's where all the wine comes from, but all the food comes from the arbor. And that's why, like, the middle, the Stormlands are so important because that's the bridge between the two. Like, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, woo! Now, now that we're talking about this, what was Voldemort's grand plan that had to be stopped? <laughs> he was racist. He, was he racist. wanted to kill the muggles. He uh, wanted yeah. to kill all muggles. Oh, he his, wanted to kill the humans. His I goal was to was. purify wizard society and then take the newly purified wizard society and, I guess, like, enslave or murder non-wizards. Okay. He, he's genocide. He's whiz Hitler. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah see, that's why people none love. Of them, none of them powerful enough to make it like a separate planet, or am I being a dirty like wizard segregationist? <laughs> no, <laughs> all I the think... Nazi wizards can go to Nazi wizard land. I'm against. Yeah. Yeah, I'm against two planets. I say make the make them live next to us, so I can punt, so I can get them. Griffin's looking for a one planet solution. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, you're you're right. They probably should have just made a separate planet. Although, like, look, I mean. It, surely jk rowling has some weird transphobic reason why that's impossible um (laughs) i still can't get over the well you see the wizards will feel unsafe in their planet knowing that anyone could just you know barge in at any moment you see (laughs) it's very funny to me last time i thought it was called mother gaia (laughs) (laughs) like it's very funny to me that she like is just like she cared she fucking wrote about how wizards poop and dispose of it you know like that whole thing where it's like yeah like she got into that shit and it's just like if you're gonna be that fucking granular like now you've opened yourself up to any question right like that that's if you're a dumb transphobic idiot like jk rowling what you shouldn't do is provide super granular analysis of your world because someone's going to ask about everything. No, but that's not even J.K. Rowling's problem. She's not getting asked questions. She's delivering a press conference no one asked for. Oh, well, now like, that's like, what's happening. Like, that's that wasn't what how it's doing. That wasn't how it started, but that's what it has become. Yeah, I mean, It has become her just firing off blog posts that like, are. Like at the weirdest times, like, yo, what's up? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, but, okay, so that's, I think... Talking about earlier, I think that speaks to the poor world building in Harry Potter, whereas like a a world of Tolkien's could like withstand further scrutiny and have like logical answers to apocryphal questions. J.K. Rowling has to make it up as they go along because a lot of shit gets unanswered in the wizarding community. It, because it exists para it doesn't exist in its own fantasy universe but in a world parallel to ours. The question always comes up with Harry Potter is so, so these wizards just like ignored the holocaust 
Yes, right. you know, like, I'm predicting she writes some kind of like Silmarillion esoteric, yes. like Rosicrucian mm -hmm. style. We need, we need the Rowlerillion. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> the Rowlerillion. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's she's. I don't know, man. Like you're totally like. Well, I think I think a big thing with Harry Potter, right, is that it's a fucking Christ story. It's like it's absolutely a Christian allegory, a hundred oh, yeah. million percent. Yeah, revival. Um, all the world building around it was sort of just flavor mm -hmm. for getting her Christ story out there. Yeah, I've been swapping um, out the pages of Harry Potter with Bibles and churches and no one's noticed. <laughs> Griffin's ultimate scheme. No one has any idea. But like, yeah, but so it's like, it's a Christ story and it's all just fucking flavor. And then when it turned out people loved the fucking books because that flavor admittedly is like pretty fun and like the literary work in the books is like much better than most children's books of that type. Um everyone was like well i want to know more about this world and she was like oh no the world wasn't the point the jesus boy was the point yeah right and everyone's like oh no you misunderstood the thing you did yeah <laughs> like mm -hmm. what you did was create a world we have questions about what we do what you didn't do was create a story where like we love like almost no one's favorite harry potter character is harry potter right yeah. like yeah you know, everyone's like i stand a dumbledore or whatever mm -hmm. like, i no love good all the way she's still i love luna <laughs> Yeah, they ruined it. Some yeah. crazy drunk guy. He's <laughs> like walking down Sixth Street in Austin. There's just a guy outside of like Coyote Ugly, just being like, "Luna love good." Oh man, I can't wait till we're fifty. That'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's true. It's so Luna love good style strippers. Uh, oh no, that is gonna be real, isn't it? Like weird wizard strippers. Yeah, well, weird Harry Potter strippers, and like a. I, I think that's bad if the, if we're if, if we're if they're role playing as students. As yes. I, well, I think it's bad oh, for man. many no, reasons, but, but that's Potter, one of them for sure. No, because that's that's very much a part of it. Harry Potter has always been a repressed. The other thing, other than a Jesus narrative, is it's the classic English boarding school tale, which is all about repressed sexuality. And that's mm -hmm. why it's hot. And that's why you like Harry Potter, because they're horny teenagers that can't fuck or I talk about fucking. But they mm -hmm. have, like, they have stolen glances. In terms of, and now, like, yes. in terms of Riverdale, which we've also talked about in the teens fucking genre. Uh, oh, Riverdale, the greatest it, show in the world. It, it's much more explicit, which is why it's less sexy to people than Harry Potter, I think. Whoa, uh, interesting. I mean, it's true. Like, Riverdale's like, these guys fuck, and there's no mystery. Yeah. Hmm. There's no mystery. Whereas, like Harry Potter, you know they're fucking. They're just not telling you. Wow, I never yeah. even thought. I never even considered them having sex. That's yeah, crazy. And you know they're magical little kids, so they're doing weird shit. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy to me. People are like, you know, there's definitely like weird, horny Harry Potter stuff now, and it's only going to get worse. I mean, maybe it won't because there's definitely like a culture break in some of these places where people are like, you know what? I've this is enough from J.K. and I think I'm sort of done with it. Yeah. Um, she's definitely like, cause like the Harry Potter community is to be totally, I mean, it's politics are sort of stupid and there's a lot of stupid things about it, but most of the people, lib. yeah, very live, but a lot of the people in it are like sincerely well-meaning, just like, we wish everyone yeah. was friends and we love yeah. everyone and yeah. we should all get along. Yeah. And then uh -huh. she's just like <laughs> everyone except for trans people. And they're like, no, we meant everyone. And then she's like, okay, but what I meant with the books <laughs> and everyone's like, no, stop. Um, the so identifying like, with a Harry Potter house just supplants everyone's secret desire to be part of a gang. It's <laughs> <Yo>, Gryffindor. <laughs> 
I mean, it's yeah. true to yeah. an extent. Well, it's just it's the same. It's the four humors. It's the Ninja Turtles. It's the Golden Girls. It's fr- yeah. it's Seinfeld. Like, yeah, you have there. It's very easy to break up people into like brave, sneaky, smart, goofy. Like, easy. Right. That's an easy four categories. And then it's very easy to like, and then people identify with them because those are traits that we all sort of like think about in ourselves all the time. Um, and but instead of it being like it's a character with whom you identify, they're like it's a whole house and everyone's like you, and you're all best friends, and you drink butter beer, a drink that doesn't sound good at all to me. <laughs> um, and you fucking hang out with dragons and a weird man with a beard, and he tells you secrets, uh, and like that's your life, and like people. I love never it. considered that a room of Gryffindors is a room of Leonardos. That is yeah. the most boring shit I've ever fucking yeah. heard. Awful. It's a room of Carries. Oh, oh my god! Of, yeah, that, that's bad. That's like, yeah, it's like sex in the city. Yeah, it's like oh. it's like Hogwarts doesn't understand an ensemble. Yeah, like, it's like a bunch of yeah, absolutely because they're all the same character. Like, do you think? Which that, is why Luna Lovegood is a good is everyone's favorite character because she actually provides a different perspective from the rest of these fucking look at Entourage. Uh, rich boy do you think yeah. that Turtle would be in the same house as Drama? Not on your life. And, <laughs> and, and I think that would fuck up the whole thing. Like. People, they, I think she, yeah, she doesn't accept people that are like people that are different need to be with people who are different, um, yeah. and that's like that's a weird ideology. I personally, after all this, after a few days, um, I'm, I'm, it's all terrible what she said, disgusting. But you know, and there's the one bright light is that now there's a lot less Harry Potter signs at the protests. Yes, yeah, and that is true. There's a lot that's less people true. being like, "Here's Dumbledore's army presenting to <laughs> join the masses." Like Accio canceled. I now I did see a few of those actually. I don't know. Oh, I have seen a few in in LA, but I I feel like they've they've kind of they've gotten quiet, and I think that's a net, that's, that's a positive. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the cops will start cracking negative. down on people for uttering threats because they have Avada Kedavra signs? I think the cops. That are, is a death threat, sir. I think the cop. The cops are ready to shoot McGriddles. So I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh God! The that I watched that video a hundred times got, today. Did you guys go to McDonald's this morning? The tearful lady cop. Oh, the tearful lady cop who is. No one knows who she works for now, though. Have you seen this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's they, a Meg Stalter character. They can't figure out who, what, like, um, what police she actually works for. Incredible. Which that seems crazy because like you that seems like oh, that has to be like a rule because she okay, had for 10 guns listeners in her car who haven't seen it even though it's a viral thing uh steven describe this tearful lady cop video uh well she's um basically complaining about not immediately getting fast food at the fast food place which is an experience that all of us have had like so many times you place an order at the fast food place and then you're like huh they shouldn't call it fast food but uh she starts crying because of it and i think it's related to the shake shack fake news poisoning yeah she yeah. thinks she's getting poisoned by the she people at mcdonald's i think them, is the thrust of it it's <laughs> taken them a, a while to have bad service at the mcdonald's because they're poisoning it not because it's a mcdonald's well and it's it, this is a recurring thing with cops um is projecting their everyone's our enemy thing onto people who do basic services because like yes. a couple months ago if you don't remember there was the cop who lied about getting a starbucks ca- uh, cup yeah that said pig yes. on it and before mm-hmm. that there was the truly glorious cop 
who said the McDonald's guy took a bite out of his sandwich and then later was like, oh no, I did that and forgot. The bite thief was incredible. Yeah, the bite, and so like, there, it's this insane trend like how like people are like we need the police to protect us and it's like the people who do this job are like the dumbest motherfuckers on earth the reason it's taking so long is because they're probably like terrified of having to go hand the cop something right because they don't want the because they still have the poison on their hands right you don't want to get in trouble at work like the last thing you want to do is get in trouble at work and now like no matter what you do when a cop comes yeah i work at a restaurant or I worked at a restaurant. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, Whoa. like there was oh, all man. sorts of times where cops would w- just like walk through the restaurant, and it was just like, why? Like, why is this happening right now? It was always weird. Thankfully, we weren't one of those places that like had to give them discounts or something. That's some weird shit. Um, but speaking to what Lux is saying specific uh, specifically is like, I think that all of these freakouts are are like a sign that like. We may not get everything that we want out of this thing legislatively, but I think one of the most effective things we can do is make them hate their jobs so much that they just quit. That, that we just make it so embarrassing, so day by day, just you just feel and know fully how much the public hates you and just like let that break them and just have them fucking quit. Right. A fun comparison I like to make. Water. Okay. A, f- a fun comparison I like to make is what happened to uh, concentration camp guards after World War II. Okay, um, that's, and that's that's a fun one. Which is Chapo that trap house? Yeah. Which is that? Um, they became Chapo trap. Yeah, you know, they, Capo trap house. They um, they they, they, yeah. they basically well, that's the Chapo to fash pipeline. They basically <laughs> they basically um like uh, some of them like reconciled their shit and tried to become functional community members, but a huge chunk of them just got super depressed and committed suicide, or mm-hmm. like moved and like isolated themselves in like the dark the whatever the black forest or whatever it is the spooky place where heidegger lives yeah and like they just like went away and like committed suicide and like i feel like that's a a fine outcome to me i'm I'm reading this i'm reading this book you should yeah your your background background is covering it every time hey i'm sorry zoom is fact checking you you're being censored the devil's chessboard oh yeah book oh alan dulles it's Rory about, uh, uh, Rory Blank has recommended that book as the well. The first part of about how the 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 guy that like was the head of the CIA helped a lot of Nazis escape to America. Yes, a shit ton. <laughs> Operation Paperclip. Yeah, Barla von Braun, who helped make uh, the nuclear I, missile. I, I, and that's why I never trusted the Microsoft Paperclip. Yes. <laughs> Clippy, I, I know, Clippy, Clippy I know was, about your parents. Oh, I know he was ferried across. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> his know, name know. was uh, Eric von Klippenstein. <laughs> yeah, and now it's. I, yeah. Are you looking for something? You misspelled that word. Are yeah, you it's sure always, you are looking for this? <laughs> are you sure you are not looking for something else? Ah. <laughs> It always correct Luxembourg, my last name, to the, the proper German spelling and not yeah. the, the B-O-U. The, and it's like, oh, no. What's the proper German spelling? B-O-U-R-G, like the country. B-O-U-R-G. Whoa. Yeah. Which is not, Do you Rosa it? Are you Rosa-ing it with your last name? Um, the true story about that is that Luxembourg is the name of the family from which my grandparents stole a boat and came to America. Hell yeah. Um, nice. So we don't actually know our true familial name. 
Um, just that that's the name that we stole through crime. That was the which, name on the hey, back of the boat. Which admit, which admittedly, when I talk about the discomfort of like Jewish conspiracy theories and anti-Semitism stuff, like my whole family kind of is like, well, you're they're usually wrong, but like with us, they're kind of not. Um, is your dad a rabbi? Yes. Okay. I didn't uh, know that was part of the conspiracy at all. Well, just that we're like sneak that uh, that they were sneaky oh. tricksters is what I mean. Yes. Oh, oh they're, they're, deal. They well. spec in stealth, and that's not the same thing as being you know being New World Order. Right. Exactly. Like we're our 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 build is like a classic D and D bard. It's like charisma and dexterity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't make us uh, thieves and tricksters. It just means yeah. that we roll well when we're doing stealing and tricking. Mm-hmm. My family aren't thieves and tricksters historically, but they are extremely neurotic and have been for several generations. As oh, far as we can go back to old, we can go back to old Woody Silverstein in in 18th century Prussia. No. Wow. Oh wait, speaking of Prussia, I learned something weird today. Okay. Okay, so apparently in the ninth, like the 17th, 18th century, they had like a Prussian foot. Okay. Uh, as a measure, as a measurement, like the Prussian foot, oh, okay. six Prussian feet is equal to 6.2 regular feet, which raises the question, why is there even a difference? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that, yeah, yeah. That was na- there was national, because nationalistic fervor, I believe is the answer. Is that because, true? Yeah, I think because they were like, we, and they probably made it a slightly longer on purpose. Oh. Probably, I mean, you're probably- Cause like, Oh, because it's like fervor. one of those, like a foot is the foot of the king and our king's got a bigger foot because he's got I a bigger dick. Be. Look, if you want to know why Prussians were anal about certain types of measurement, just know that it's the country that produced Immanuel Kant, the most anal man to have ever existed. A man who, I think I've talked about this on multiple podcasts, but a man who like, who did the same thing every day to the point that other people set their schedules to him doing his stuff. That's Greenwich Kant time. He's the original executive. Yeah, like people were like, oh, Kant walks by the cafe every day at exactly 10:45. So like him? <laughs> so like we can definitely like our store across the street can know we we know we open at 11 so we have to start the process as soon as we see him walking by or whatever. Like it's it's a degree of like obsessive like repetition that uh I find utterly horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, well, doing that probably brought him great happiness. So you know, I don't know my, I don't know any of my roots. My family has been so apathetic with our, our family history that like, I just have never been told really anything about my, where we come from. I think like someone was, was Italian once and someone was from Europe, but like I have just like, I don't know, like I'm kind of starting from page one for my- Dude, do a my, 20, do, do a, a 23, 23 and me. Don't do a 23 and me. Get a get a get a rogue biologist. Well, first uh, I need yeah. to do first I need to tweet a challenge at Donald Trump and then I'll do my 23 and <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, you got to do a 20 Here's why you should do a 23 <laughs> and me. Um because you know who designed the button that you press to order the 23 and me? A certain Daniel Luxemburg, my brother. <laughs> yeah, he was like got a freelance gig to just like code their buttons and he was at the house and he was like do you think this is a good 23 and me button and i was like i don't think anyone gives a shit and he was like yeah you're right i'll just send it in and mm-hmm. no one gave a shit and that's the button looks like there you go nice. and now you get to uh i submitted my dog's dna and he's 80 percent ashkenazi jewish oh cool a match <laughs> a match made in heaven there you go uh, great work at the dog zone 
It's good. I know my blood quantum of my dog. They actually have dog 23 in me, which is they very do. funny to me. Yeah, and I haven't given my dog one, even though I'm curious because I have no idea what he is. Yeah, Archer is like crazy makes a shit. Yeah, so like what's the point? Mm. Um, yeah, man, it's ugh, what a weird time, y'all. Um, wait, okay, Griffin, I, I know we've talked about getting canceled already. I saw someone tagged us in a thing on Instagram, but I can't find it. Is that real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone. Whoa. They tagged you. They you you were were you almost cancel tagged? Uh, no, I've been tagged on multiple platforms this morning. Oh, oh man! Yeah. But yeah. you wait, you not Game Boys because I get notification of Game Boy shit. Uh, Game Boys was tagged in one of them. Yes. Who but, has been calling you out? What what members of the LA community? Um, you know, uh, it's I don't I mean, don't you don't have to name names. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's two people that uh, you know I'm kind of friends with. Uh. You know, I think it's I think it's an especially bad day for everyone uh, because of the Chris D'Elia thing. Um, and yeah, there you, you go. Know. Um, and like, yeah, I, it is like a I, listen. I didn't post it on Facebook. Uh, our, <laughs> our our guest did. Yeah, um, no, that's what happened. If fucking Dom had just not done anything, but Dom, Dom was trying to be a good friend and guest and fucked us and, and promote. <laughs> yeah, how dare a guest promote our show? Yeah, he was being a nope. cool dude and he boned us totally. Okay, um, so it's it's people will yeah people will only cancel you if they notice you, which is why. This, do you ever in the Simpsons Elton John episode where Apu does all the uh, love acts for Manjula? Apu actually <laughs> says in it, "I hate to sound like a screaming fag, but," and that's never been addressed. Is that, is that true? That's absolutely true. You can look up Elton John on The Simpsons and look it up, and no one has. Everyone's forgotten about the one time that Apu said, "I hate to sound like a screaming fag." I mean, Apu's already canceled. But this is well. Yeah, then actually, yeah, this was the actual problem with Apu that no one yeah. was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't get enough of uh, enough Apu problems. Yeah, it's just yeah. like specifically the scene when the 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 Skywriter is closing down on them. Apu grabs Elton John by the shoulders and says, "I hate to sound like a." I'm not going to do the voice. What, uh, what 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 year is this? Uh, this was, I want to say, uh, it, was, like, it was Bad Simpsons, so 2001, 2002, when you could sort of, South Park was getting away with saying fag back then, through Mr. Garrison. Oh, hmm. right, 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 Mr. Garrison, right. The peak of the era. Yeah, I mean, like, with our, with our shit, like, we kind of fucked up. We had a good joke. We didn't deliver it perfectly. We, we just are going to apologize and have people on. It's going to be fine, I think. I'm not too worried about it. it. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, not. Yeah, you know, it's like the Jewish concept of tshuva. Like, we just have to, we did a bad thing, and now I have to do acts of loving kindness to repent for it, and then we'll get back to, to right, like a certain Louis level. like Louis C.K. shooting cops. And- <laughs> <laughs> I had the exact same thought, but uh, Sorry, we can leave just- it alone. No, no, you're absolutely, I mean, there's, you know, there's a limit to these things. I don't just, think we yeah. did anything quite so bad. No, and we clarified the bit. It's very funny for Louis C.K. to try and do that. It's just not going to work. Because yeah. he's a, because he's a bad guy, and I just, yeah. you know, I guess for me now that I'm, the more I think about this, like, I just, I immediately think of Louis C.K. Especially because it's been years now. I immediately think of him just as a bad guy, and it's like, I never when I talk about Hitler, I don't have to preface that I think Hitler is bad, right? Like when I make a Hitler joke, 
it's like it's assumed right in the in the lexicon of culture that he's bad uh not anymore well i mean i mean okay, for normal people i mean for, yeah, if, you, if, you right. look at, if you look at me and you know me and i do comedy and we're like i'm at the protests with you and stuff you know it's like yeah i, I don't think you're gonna assume well this guy's got a different take on Hitler. if you have the something. vaguest smidgen of context you will um, know that you are not pro louis ck and so maybe it is just context and maybe it's time too like maybe it's just like it's just too soon but i i don't know i um i think it's just like i think that with one with the bit not quite getting to like the lot yeah. like the logical point we're talking about where we like role play the people having the conversation it just becomes like a little cheap in a way that what it was actually i think a legit pretty funny joke just doesn't get to its good end point because we just didn't get far enough and that that happens. I mean, I bet it, I bet it would have been fine if we just gotten the Joker porn bit in the episode. It's too bad that had to get cut. I think yeah, um, I think the Joker porn would have fixed it. But yeah, that's a, this is part two of the bit breakdown. Yeah, we just, I just wanted to bring it. I just wanted to bring it all the back the way all the way back around. Yeah, um, no, I think it's funny actually. <laughs> when I, I really what, like the idea of you guys apologizing by offering to kill cops. Do you, do you think that would fix? <laughs> yeah, I think that might fix it. Hmm. Uh, Avada hey, Kedavra. Cop- Cops keep car. trying. Cops keep trying to kill me. So I, um, I, I once got pulled out of school in high school for joking that I had two dead cops in my car. Um, <laughs> that's a oh, uh, there funny. was. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, this story is amazing. It's very funny because uh, I mean, first of all, they're like pulling me out of school, and in my mind, I'm like, are there two missing cops? <laughs> <laughs> like like and if, if if you're like really considering this to be a problem i mean hopefully you would know there's two missing cops within like a 50 mile radius of where you patrol i don't know uh that's the first thing but yeah i was like 15 and there was this like facebook group called fuck the laguna beach police department uh and there was just like all these dumb kids like talking shit on the cops um but just in their own dumb ways and i just like yeah i made the joke like yeah i hate the cops that's why i've got two dead cops in my trunk and like six officers pulled me out of science class that's how like little they have to do in in like newport beach is like they troll facebook and then wait for the high school parties (laughs) to start that's why they have computers in their cars. Yeah, oh, like. just to troll Facebook. They're just like yeah. Facebook machines. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, someone's yeah. got to do it. Oh my God, California! Hey, you guys, I gotta <laughs> go. How to party? I actually gotta go, you guys. So, all right, this um, has been awesome. Yeah, it's been really fun being yeah. on here with you guys for sure. We've loved having the Game Boys on. Uh, if you have any plugs, plug them now. Oh Next yeah, time. let me get let me get one. Uh, I've started. I've returned to prank calling for not even a show, and in the past couple of days, I've gotten Dennis Prager, and today nice. I bagged me a Seb Gorka. Oh, um, that's awesome. Gorka. Yeah, got Gosh. me a Gorka, and so go on YouTube, look up Not Even a Show, and check out this week's episode where we sh- where we have the Dennis Prager tur- uh, Turkey Time, where we got four straight phone calls that were pranks on his show, and then this coming Sunday, I guess it's uh, what Sunday? It's going to be like the twenty first. Uh, we have the episode where we hit Gorka and did some other stuff. Um, you pu- you so, yeah. physically pi- fight him. No, but I prank him about how big his head is. And then I called him Seb and he was like, you don't call me Seb. And I was like, Seb, calm down. He's like, you don't call me Seb. Um, <laughs> very you're, funny. You're doing kind of an Alec Jones right there. The, he, he gets a little Alex Jonesy when he's yelling at you he for calling really. him Seb, it turns out. Um, who could have known? Not I'm me. Seb. You must call me Seb. He's called me Sebastian. Call me, Se- call me Sebastian. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously check out the you Game Boys podcast. 
<laughs> the uh, Game Boys and, podcast is good. I was recently on an yeah, episode. Alex is on an episode. Maybe one day Steven will be on an episode. Who can say? Oh, um, awesome. And then Griffin, do you have anything you want to plug that isn't that? Uh, Aside from like Black Lives Matter stuff, which you should all donate to? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just got. I, I, I want to plug the fact that I just got my unemployment check and I'm spending it all on Black Lives Ooh. Matter, baby. Let's go. I'm taking from the system, pushing it right back in. So yeah, spend some fucking money. Open your wallets. Donate some places. I have heard that there is like one or two associations called Black Lives Matter that aren't Black Lives Matter and are like actually like seek try like trying to trick you. Um, so be careful for those. Yeah, um, it's a uh, Blake Lives Matter, which is just goes directly to Blake Griffin. Oh, I, and I thought you were <laughs> Blake, Blake Lively. Yeah, say Blake Lively uh, matters. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't know why. I think it's funnier if Blake Griffin is a profiteer off of this. Actually, that's probably charged. Forget I said that. Forget everything. Yeah. Well. Oh wait, uh, Alex, you're being tagged in something on Facebook yeah. right now. Shit, it's no. going crazy. Blake okay. Griffin, no, you were the funniest part of that one roast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all we got. All right, we love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us, y'all. Have a very good night. Y'all too. All right.